Blog Talk Radio. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. is January Jones. She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, the 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been an advocate for anything? Think about it. Tell me, can you imagine what it would be like to have an event in your life that totally changed your life? Have you ever wondered why your own actions can be personally rewarding? Now would you like to learn what happens when you answer the call to do something very important? Tell me, have you ever heard of a book called Advocacy Heals You? 15 Key to Fast Track Results in Emotional Fulfillment. Now would you like to meet two people who have some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to become an advocate? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I'll be introducing you to two guests. They are authors and success coaches extraordinaire. They will provide us with information and inspiration and some really, really great advice about becoming an advocate. I'm pleased to announce that the show is now live on Talk4 Media and syndicated on six networks with over 4.5 million listeners to date. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. 
They are Joni Aldris and Chris Jerry. They believe that heartfelt charity begins with advocacy. The type of advocacy they practice and promote comes from personal experience and often from an incident resulting in a personal loss. In their new Pulitzer Prize-nominated book, Advocacy Heals You, they discuss causes that lead to a deep desire for becoming advocates, and they discuss strategies that they have personally applied to heal and give back. Their book offers a blueprint for how to make a commitment and have ongoing dedication to serve in an advocacy role in communities throughout the world. Welcome to the show, Joni and Chris. It's so wonderful to have you with us. Oh, thank you thank so much you, for having us. Well, you know, I'm going to start with uh, Joni's been on the show many times, and Chris, this is your first time on the show. I yeah. usually like to start the show off by asking our guests to share with our listeners where your success story began, where you were born, raised, and who your early mentors were. Oh, my. Uh is the question to me? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I was uh, born and raised here uh, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, actually in uh, a small town right next to the small town where I currently live, which is uh, Chagrin Falls. And um, I, uh, I was a, a typical boy, um, uh, very, um, well, I shouldn't say typical. Um, I was a little bit different in the sense that um, I was always very much into uh, sports and things of that nature, but I also have a very big uh, science mind, and I always have ever since I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I was the kind of boy that uh, used to get in a lot of trouble for uh, taking my toys apart to see what made them tick or to try to improve their performance and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to uh, college in uh, southern Ohio, um, at Ohio University, and um, have had a, uh, a very successful uh, career in uh, international business uh, in medical imaging mm-hmm. uh, up until um, the point where, uh, unfortunately, back in 2006, I lost uh, my two-year-old daughter, Emily, to a tragic uh, medication error. Oh my God! Right after, right after she had uh, miraculously been cured of a grapefruit-sized mass in her abdomen that completely disappeared after five months of uh, mm-hmm. chemotherapy, and um, that changed my life, uh, January, oh. Uh, oh my as, as as you can imagine. And uh, immediately after Emily's uh, tragic passing, I knew my career was going to change, and. Um, I decided uh, shortly after Emily's uh, death to uh, establish the Emily Jerry Foundation in her honor, which uh, is all about being an active part of the solution to preventable medical errors, which are now the third leading cause of death in the United States, claiming over 440,000 lives Mm. each and every year. That is amazing. Um, what a horrible experience to go through. And yet you, uh, from this tragedy, you created a nonprofit organization and to raise awareness about preventable medical errors with em- emphasis on the errors. Uh, Joni, how did you meet Chris? 
Well, it's interesting, January, because as you know, for about the last five years, I've been involved in many different radio programs. As, as a matter of fact, now I'm looking back, and I actually have launched eight. And out of the eight, um, all but one of them is still being broadcast somewhere in the world. So um, I'm absolutely thrilled to have been able to do that. But one of the most poignant shows that I've ever done, as you know, let me go back a little bit further because I'd like to kind of answer your question a little bit to link it to Chris's. And Mm -hmm. that is, um, you know, I'll keep it short because I know probably some of your listeners have heard it before. Um, I lost my my husband at the age of 45 in 2006 to um, metastatic brain cancer. Uh, and, you know, his treatment right from the very beginning of his cancer was, um, I won't call it botched because that's not a great word. Mm-hmm. It's not a word that Chris and I use a lot. <laughs> uh, but let's just say it didn't go well right from the start. And we, we went along with advice to um, have standard treatment for him when, in fact, his cancer was aggressive because they had missed signs of that and uh, we never could get ahead of the cancer. So I won't say that we had a perfect experience, you know, uh, certainly by any means. And of course it it ended up with his tragic death. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, um, I I wrote books, you know, and and published books on the topic of cancer and then uh, went into radio, uh, have launched some wonderful shows, Cancer SOS Treatment, SOS, et cetera. Uh, but one of the most poignant shows that I ever produced was one um, up on pediatric malpractice, oh, pediatric okay. medical errors. Mm-hmm. I, I produced a special two-hour show. For whatever reason, as a radio host, you understand that sometimes you have these groups of people that seem to come into your spectrum and mm-hmm. you see an opportunity to help them to raise their cause, uh, being oh. an advocate myself. And... Uh, Chris was on that show, okay. and I and and after Chris told his story about his his little girl, uh, you know, we conversed back and forth a couple of times, and then I thought, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about a new radio show, and uh, and so it it kind of started from there. We we created a radio show called Advocacy Heals You. It's on every Tuesday in W4WN, W4CS, and uh, we've been doing it for several years now, and Chris and I have interviewed hundreds of advocates from around the world, uh, and of course, I've interviewed many, many advocates on my other show, but but that's kind of how we came into each other's uh, spectrum, and, and we're just very simpatico, and, and we, you know, I have to say, you asked who we admire the most. And I have a feeling that Chris would probably say me, and I would probably say him. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's why we have a great working relationship. That is so and, true, Joni. So true. And and actually, leave it to the woman to bring that up, right? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> and actually, actually, I admire both of you because uh, many years ago, Joni is the one who uh, suggested I come to Talk for Media and help launch my show, and oh, Chris. We have a connection. I have relatives who live in Chagrin Falls. Uh, also, my husband is from Cleveland, and he went to Ohio oh, State. State. Oh, my. So, we're in, we're in Isn't Buckeye. Isn't that wild? Yeah, That's we are. Gross. We are a total Buckeye family. Wow. Um, okay, Ad- advocacy heals. Fifteen keys to fast track results. Now, um, 
Joni, would you give me the first five keys? Absolutely. And uh, thankfully, I actually have the book up here. (laughs) Believe it or not, somehow or another, even when you write a book, you can't always do it. Right. Um, You know, what, let me give you a little background too, uh, because you mentioned some of the keys to the keys uh, in your introduction. And so I want to bring up the fact that one of the patterns that Chris and I have always found through the advocates that we speak to um, week after week is um, something that we call the event. Most people go through an event. Uh, It may be a cancer diagnosis. Uh, We'll all go through an event in our life. Let's face it. You know, of some sort, you're always faced with some challenge, Uh, you know, caregiving for an elderly parent. Um, And then you, based on that event, you see a need. And based on that need, you have an internal call to do something. And from that is the advocacy. Now, January, the reason we call the book and the radio show Advocacy Heals You, and that's a you, not Y-O-U, but a you, um, eventually, maybe we'll have Advocacy Hills University. You know, we, we're looking ahead a little bit too. But um, is what we found is that people go into advocacy thinking they're going to help other people. Uh-huh. And they do help other people. But the interesting thing about it is because they're healed in the process. Uh, yes. And we've interviewed grieving fathers at, who, who have lost, you know, Alan Atadero story is in the book, um, grieving fathers who, uh, you know, will never see their three-year-old child again. It, it, his son disappeared 20 years ago. He's still trying to find out what happened. And he said he was healed through advocacy. So it's a very powerful thing that nobody, this is the first book ever written on advocacy. Well, for, this is for a, advocates and by advocates. This is a fantastic title, and uh, we have some fantastic sponsors. And when we come yeah. back, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris a little bit about what he did right after he lost his daughter and how he came about to create a foundation. We'll be right back. Joining January Jones as her co-host on the show is Miles Miller, the great success creator. Miles is a two-time best-selling author with books entitled Against the Grain and Successonomics. He continues to transform 100,000 people all over the world through his speaking and training. His uplifting and essential messages like Bulletproof, Time Machine, and Strength in Numbers are impacting every audience he meets. Together with January Jones, they'll explore how to be successful and what steps you can take to achieve the success you want. Visit successhq.net, leadup.biz, and learningbreaks.com. With over 30 years as a registered nurse with empathic ability, Carolyn Green, a.k.a. The Energy Nurse, is bridging the gap between traditional and alternative medicine. Certified in the areas of energy medicine, life coaching, and as a medical intuitive, she brings to each client an integrative approach to body, mind, and spirit. Her book, found on Balboa Press and Amazon, Getting to Know You, Guided Pearls of Wisdom for a More Soulful Existence, is a channeled journey for clearing the mind clutter to bring about healthier thought patterns. As a motivational speaker, Carolyn brings new light to old issues and is engaging, interactive, and enlightening. With her newly launched The Energy Nurse Jewelry Line, she brings to you stones and crystals that are not only beautiful to wear, 
but balancing and healing as well. To contact or learn more about Carolyn, go to www.theenergynurse.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Whine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the No Wine Zone. My guest today is Joni Aldris and Chris Jerry. They are the co-authors of Advocacy Heals. They wrote this book and it was released in October. Uh, fascinating experience. How And we explained how you were drawn to each other. But Chris, would you tell us how it came about that you created the foundation uh, for your daughter? Uh, certainly, certainly, January. Um, as I had mentioned earlier in this interview, um, my daughter, uh, Emily, uh, she was two years old. She was a year and a half when she was diagnosed with, uh, uh, unbeknownst to her mother and I, because outwardly she looked like a completely healthy, beautiful baby girl. Uh-huh. Um, very vibrant toddler, very energetic. Um, my uh, wife and I used to refer to her as, as being an old soul. She just seemed to mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. be happy. Uh, yeah. Always be happy, and um, she uh, was playing in the backyard with her brother and sister uh, one day. I was watching, and uh, every once in a while, I noticed she would grab her side and wince in pain. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that would last about a nanosecond, and she'd be right back to playing. And um, she, you know, when when you have your first child, you know, you're practically wanting to run them to the emergency department uh, uh-huh. for a sniffle or a sneeze. I don't care if yeah. you're a doctor or not, you know, better, <laughs> yeah. but that's your, your, your parental instinct, instinct right? Sure. And when your third comes along, you've kind of learned how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't worry about these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we took her to the doctor like any parent would and uh, just have her checked out and see the, where the, what was causing that pain for her. Right. They ran Emily through the MRI scanner, and lo and behold, she had a grapefruit-sized mass in her abdomen, uh, very similar to a yolk sac tumor. Uh-huh. And um, we were devastated and uh, put her on a, 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 a chemotherapy regimen that involved us taking her into the medical facility for three days each month for chemotherapy treatments. Uh-huh. Emily... Got through all of that and got through five, uh, about five or six months of uh, intense chemotherapy. Uh-huh. And Emily wasn't exhibiting the normal signs or side effects from the chemo. 
She okay. wasn't losing any weight. In fact, she was the first uh, oncology patient at this facility to actually gain a pound mm-hmm. during the course <laughs> of treatment. Um, I don't think she vomited once. The only uh, side effect we really had was was that uh, an occasional low-grade fever. Uh-huh. And she didn't start to lose her beautiful blonde ringlets of hair until about January of okay. uh, 2006. And... They ran her through the MRI scanner again in February because we were all wondering maybe the tumor's not responding to the chemo, right? Right. And lo and behold, a miracle had occurred. Their words, not mine. Uh-huh. Um, the miracle that had occurred was, and, and the oncologists had never seen anything like this before in their life, um, the tumor had not only completely disappeared, there was no signs of residual scar tissue from the mass even. It was like you're looking at a completely healthy uh, pediatric patient. Right. And so they recommended one final three-day round of chemotherapy Uh just to make sure that there was no residual cancer cells remaining in Emily's body that could pop up later in life and cause her any difficulty. And that course of treatment made sense to me. It still does today, even despite what happened. Mm-hmm. Brought Emily in on Emily's uh, second birthday, February 24th of 2006, and celebrated her birthday at the hospital because we wanted to get this put behind us as a family. Sure. Everything went well that Friday, the first day of her treatment. Everything went well on Saturday, the second day. And on the third day, uh, a, what happened was a pharmacy technician was supposed to use a standard off-the-shelf bag of saline with what's called 0.9% sodium chloride Okay. as the base solution and then add the chemotherapy agent to that bag, okay? The hospital pharmacy ran out of standard bags of saline, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's kind of like McDonald's running out of uh, French fries or hamburgers. (laughs) Never happened. This yeah. pharmacy tra- technician, young pharmacy technician who didn't have the proper training or core competency because it, we wasn't, there was no legislation in place uh, at that time in 2006 uh, to say otherwise. She thought she was doing the right thing, and she took uh, an empty compounding bag. She saw three vials of what's called hypertonic saline, which is 23.4% in concentration. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And only meant for, you know, small boluses when somebody is deficient in electrolytes, they're dehydrated or what have you. Yeah. She loaded up the bag full of that, used that as the base solution, and it got signed off on by the pharmacist because the pharmacist asked this young pharmacy technician, Mm -hmm. did you use standard saline? And she responded, yes. And got signed off on and sent up to my daughter's room and... uh, (sighs) When somebody's overdosed on, of all things, salt, yeah, what that causes is immediate uh, cerebral edema or brain swelling. And my little girl uh, was um, in, had to be induced into a coma immediately and put on life support. And uh, after multiple EEGs showed little to no brain activity. Uh-huh. Um, my former wife and I had to make the worst decision of our lives, which was to take little Emily off of, uh, life. off of life support. Mm-hmm. And 
Joni has heard me, uh, you know, tell this story over and over again. Um, but it's the truth. I, I, you know, that 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 evening before we had to meet, before we took Emily off of life support. Mm-hmm. I was up on the uh, our, our SUV uh, for the family was parked up on the happening parked on the top floor of, of the parking garage at the facility where Emily was being treated. Right. And um, it was at that time that um, I had never had these thought, racing thoughts before, but I, you know, I, I, I was thinking to myself, maybe I should just take a fly and leap off this parking garage and go enjoy my little girl. Right, and then all of a sudden, it was as if um, it would. I, I believe it was God in in my little girl spirit mm-hmm. pushed the uh, the pause button for a oh. moment, and all of a sudden, I had a moment of clarity. Now, and, and, can I jump in here, sure. uh, Chris? Sure. Sorry, mm-hmm. can I can I jump in? And one of the things that we talk about in the book, uh, Advocacy Heals You, um, if, if Chris, we, we realize, and we've actually had other advocates that tell us that they had this moment where they thought about mm-hmm. taking their life because this thing that happened is, is not usually a good thing. Somebody yeah. asked once, can it, and I actually analyzed it in the book, can it be a good thing? Well, it's usually something that's catastrophic. Uh, yeah. And, you know, what would have happened to the Emily Jerry Foundation and to all of Chris's work and everything he's accomplished in saving lives since Emily died if he had jumped off that parking deck? So I, I just yeah. want to make that point because it's, yes. it's, it's critical. And I, I think it's, uh, it's such a common thing to happen. Um, I lost my first husband. Uh, he was in an airplane crash. I was young. I had small children. And, of course, I considered, contemplated, you know, I wanted to be with him. But right. then you get that pause button where you realize you have more to do here and more work to accomplish. And uh, I think it's something that everyone deals with. Now, Chris, we have to hear from our sponsors, but when we come back, I'd be curious to know between uh, dear little Emily's death, how long did it take for you to get mobilized and create a foundation? And we'll talk about that with Joni and Chris when we come back. January's co-host, Connie Cockrell, the author of Mystery at the Fair, has been writing since 2011 after a challenge from her daughter. An eclectic writer, she's written mysteries, sci-fi, fantasy, and even a thriller. She has been included in four different anthologies and published on the e-zine Everyday Fiction. Connie continues to write and entertain with whatever comes into her head. You can find her books on most ebook retail sites. Paperback editions are also available. Be sure to visit her at www.conniesrandomthoughts.com on Facebook and on Twitter at Connie Cockrell. The new book, God Reconsidered, Searching for the Truth in the Battle Between Atheism and Religion by Scott Smith, explains why both militant atheists and believers in traditional religions ignore inconvenient truths. Scott argues in favor of the insights of Gnostic Christianity. Check out www.godreconsidered.com to read a sample chapter. That's GodReconsidered.com
Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems. People who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes. People who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. Welcome back with uh, January Jones, and I'm sharing two very priceless personalities with our listeners today, Joni Aldris and Chris Jerry. Joni, before we go on, could you share uh, website information and also share where we can get the book? Well, excellent. Love to. Um, you can find us on the Motivational Press website site uh, and uh, look up Advocacy Heals You. As I said, it's EU. Uh, we're available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, bookstores online, and certainly we're an ebook and hard copy. And I should mention our websites too. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris's website is the Emily Jerry, J-E-R-R-Y Foundation.org. And mm-hmm. my website is Joni, J-O-N-I-A-L-D-R-I-C-H.com. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Now, uh, before we took our break, Chris, you were sharing about the loss of your daughter and your feelings of uh, desperation and, um, uh, then how long between losing her did how long did it take you to come up with uh, creating the foundation well the creating the foundation i didn't know how i was going to do it but when i described uh, before the break i i described being on on this parking garage and and it was as if my little girl was hitting the pause button mm-hmm. mentally and i had that moment of clarity Yes. It was at that moment I realized that there was no bringing my little girl back, okay, mm-hmm. to this earth. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to see her again, and I knew she was with me. Um, but there was going to be no bringing my little girl back. Immediately, immediately was at that time, my mm-hmm. mind went to, I knew that because my daughter had received miraculous care, wonderful care every uh-huh. every person at this facility took care of my little girl like she was their own loved her up like she was their their own mm-hmm. and what gets lost in this tragedy is they cured emily nobody meant for this to happen right and so it no i the other miracle that occurred was the fact that i skipped over the the natural second stage of grieving which is anger and and and, uh-huh. and rage mm-hmm. completely skipped over it and and it was at that time that I immediately started focusing on the fact that what 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 really drove me and made me so passionate about getting the foundation started um, so quickly uh-huh. was the fact that I couldn't bear 
to pick up the paper a week later, a month later, a year later, and find that another beautiful baby uh. or child passed away at the same facility or even a different facility from mm-hmm. the same exact type of error. Yeah. Because what happened with my daughter was a result of human error. And we're all fallible. We're all capable of making mistakes. This was a, a number of mistakes that lined up on that horrible day mm-hmm. that caused my daughter's death. Yeah. I knew immediately I wanted to establish the Emily Jerry Foundation and, and, and find solutions to preventable medical error. The Emily Jerry Foundation is not just about increasing awareness of preventable medical errors. It mm-hmm. truly is about being actively engaged in the solution. So all of my work now today is all mm-hmm. about um, uh, getting out there and uh, with the medical community. I do a lot of public speaking at all the different medical facilities around the nation, mm-hmm. uh, giving uh, CME and CE accredited uh, lectures to physicians, nursing, pharmacy, whole hospital systems, so on and so forth about utilizing uh, or adopting the smart adoption and implementation of technology coupled Mm -hmm. with new and improved and evolving best practices that are proven to reduce the probability of human error entering into the equation. Okay. So it, it, it did take me a few years to establish the Emily Jerry foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, we all, just like all of our advocacy journeys are different, and Joni and I describe this in the book and, and utilize the examples of the, of the 95 other advocates that we mention in the book, everyone's advocacy journey, everyone's adversity that they faced in life is different, uniquely different. But the common ties that, that, that bind us all together um, are, 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 are so similar and this healing and the amount of blessings that, that come about by taking your horrible life experience that you've survived and made it through yeah, and yeah. applying it in ways that help so many other people, it comes back to you. For sure. Now, Joni, let's talk a little bit about your chapter four and advocacy state of mind, embracing growth in healing and not flash and burn mentality. Share your thoughts on that. Well, um, you know, actually, uh, January, there's much more to Chris's story. And, um, you know, there's so much more. It's all in the book. Uh, but, you know, he went about it. He, he mentioned that he missed the anger part of it. And, uh-huh. and again, a slash and burn mentality is when you go about things towards revenge uh, in a vengeful way and you know you you have to at some point in time obviously anger is part of grief and and you're always going to have some anger unfortunately um chris's wife uh actually prosecuted it's all in the book actually prosecuted the pharmacist that was on duty even though he wasn't the one that makes the bad chemotherapy and he did go to jail he went to oh jail gosh. for six months. Now, you, you take on top of a tragedy that's already happened, mm-hmm. and you ruin a man's career that did nothing more than, yes, he did make a human error, um, 
But this is a man that all his whole life, all he ever wanted to do was be a pharmacist. And he didn't make the policy that pharmacy techs, sometimes with only a GED education and minimum wage, could make IV chemotherapies. You know, sometimes fact is is stranger than fiction, truthfully. Uh, He did not make that policy. However, you know, unfortunately, he got caught up in the whirlwind. So what we talk about in Chapter 4 is moving past that to, an, as it says, an advocacy state of mind for growth. How can you – Chris wanted to make sure. This is a key point that I'm surprised he didn't say, and he usually does. Um, he wanted his little girl's death to account for something, to count for mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And that is what you have to do. You have to move past the anger and the revenge. Now, sometimes it's necessary. I mean, let's face it. You know, there are times when it, it's absolutely a must because right. there are times when you are wrong, wrongfully um, used in this life. Uh, but there are many cases when you're just making more victims when you go mm-hmm. about it with a slash and burn mentality. And and to speak to more to what Joni has has said here, January, I uh-huh. I, I, I I just want to say, you know, I've always been, uh, I, I I would say a, a very religious man, and a lot of my friends. Uh, will ask me, you know, well, well, Chris, how did you, how did you maintain your, didn't this whole course of events weaken your faith? And no, it didn't. It actually strengthened it. But I was, when I was on that parking garage, you know, I, I, it was almost as if I had my arms outstretched and I'm, I'm looking up at God saying, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. The day I'm supposed to take my little girl home cured of this horrible cancer? Uh, you know, you take her away from me. I didn't know and, what the plan was, but but now I can honestly say to you, ten years later, uh-huh. as Emily's father, I believe in my heart and soul. And some people will disagree with me. Some of my fam- close family members disagree with me on this, but I I truly believe that little Emily's short life here on Earth was truly meant to save hundreds of thousands of lives, possibly millions of lives. And I believe that's why, quite possibly, God gave me my outspoken personality and ability to, <laughs> to, to do this. And I'm, I'm actually honored because I believe, much like I know uh, Joni does, and I'm sure you do as well, January, is I believe every child born into this world is such a miracle. And, you know, so often um, I've commented on the fact that we people say, well, the good, uh, the young die, the good die young. And I think that's a true statement because I think they are so good. They are here not to learn, but to teach. And by her Mm. two, two years, she taught a big lesson to everyone and that you're continuing to share with everyone. It's, it's an amazing story. Uh, brings tears to my eyes. I, I'm so thankful to have you both on the show, but I'm also thankful for sponsors. So we're going to hear from them. <laughs> and, when, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, uh, 
transitioning from a human being into a humane being by becoming an advocate. We'll be right back. Are you living the life you always wanted? Is your relationship fulfilling or a constant roller coaster ride? Do you know how to chart your own path? If you are sick of struggling, overwhelmed, stressed, but desire balance, emotional freedom, and a purposeful life, then it's time to try something that really works. Dr. Casey's unique result-oriented emotional mastery technique will teach you how to be your own therapist while empowering you to be your best. Learn more at drsimoncasey.com. That's drsimoncasey.com. From cowgirl to caregiver to consultant, meet Becky Fiola, author of The Elder Care Consultant, your guide to making the best choices possible. Growing up on remote ranches across the western states, she tended to orphan creatures large and small. Later on, that nurturing instinct served her well as the primary caregiver for her late husband. And now, she offers hope and guidance as a consultant to the elderly and their families. When you need advice on caring for an aging loved one, you can find those answers and her book at Amazon.com and her website, www.assistedlivingadvantage.com. Do you want to learn how to live into your dreams? One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams. The new book by Tom Ingracia and Jared Kredimsky captures the thought-provoking stories of 16 people from all walks of life who have triumphed over adversity to achieve their goals. Plus, you'll get 10 self-assessment tools to design your own blueprint for success. Unlock your true potential. Fulfill your dreams. Be inspired. One Door Closes is available from Amazon.com. January Jones wants you to grow your business fast, getting free PR, doing interviews with podcasters and internet radio shows. Grab your free copy of our audio how-to course called How to Build Your Business, Get More Email Subscribers, and Make More Money Free doing podcast and internet talk radio interviews. Grab your copy right now at realfasttalkradio.com. Again, that website is realfasttalkradio.com. Welcome back to Real Fast January Jones, sharing success stories. Joni, um, how do you define success through advocacy? Well, that's an interesting question, and it's one that, you know, really uh, none of us can truly know. That's a, you know, it's hard because when you say that, it sounds like it's a runaround, but it's truly not. Because advocacy maybe isn't about uh, driving the biggest car. It's not how we define success usually in life. Uh, advocacy, success in advocacy is truly finding and reaching the people that you were meant to reach. Now, mm-hmm. maybe that's one person. Maybe that's 10 people. Maybe that's 10,000 people. Uh, you know, but you have to have faith. Chris was talking about, you know, faith. Um, you have to have faith that you reach those people that you want to reach. And there's a couple of other key points that, if you'll allow me, I'd, I'd like to make here. You were talking about transitioning from a human person to a humane being or right. a human being into humane being. Um, Chris was sucker punched. His family was sucker punched. Uh-huh. That's the way we describe it in the book. 
It truly was. And, and it took him a while to get back on an even footing. And there's much more to this story and much mm-hmm. more in the book. And we've already kind of planned a sequel to the book about what he went through through his grieving called Dangerous uh-huh. Grief. So that's oh. coming uh-huh. at some point in the future. But none of us would have chosen this path. Chris right. would have never chosen this path, even though he had nothing to do with his little girl's death, obviously. He lost a lot in the transition. Um, most advocates would never choose the path that, they, that they're on, but um, it, it happens. There's this thing that happens, and it's the path that you're on. And I'd, I'd like to very, very quickly, I know we're running out of time, um, read a quote from the beginning okay. of the book, if you would let me, and it really says it all. Mm-hmm. Our legacy does not end with the closing of the day or even with our final breath. It continues through infinite possibilities for hopeful tomorrows, one cause, one person at a time. And I still cannot believe I wrote that. Yes. But I was just so going to say, Joni, powerful. it's so profound. It is so powerful. Yeah. And it's so true. It really is. Well, I can see from your story, Chris, that uh, your advocacy, this, your child's loss was such one of these random things, and these things basically happen to everyone. It's just mm-hmm. Everyone goes through something, and you were able to put the sense back into senseless by becoming an activist and an advocate. Um, well, Would actually, you... if, if if I could say, uh, and I'm I'm sorry to interject, January, but sure. if if I could just uh, say this is what happened with my daughter Emily. What I've discovered by being immersed in preventable medical errors and trying mm-hmm. to be a part of the solution, and and taking into account the fact that preventable medical errors most people in America aren't aware. Preventable medical errors are the third leading cause of death, claiming close to, you know, half a million people a year, every year, every year. And Joni brought up a good point while we were writing this book. She said to me, she said, Chris, that's like losing. Why, why don't people know about this? That's like Mm -hmm. losing the city of Atlanta. Uh Every single i mean every single year it's yeah. like that make three, a great movie wouldn't it it's it, it's like three three airliners three 747s mm-hmm. going down each and every day and killing wow. everybody on board and yet we're not addressing it and i think that's because society is in a state of denial sure they don't sure. want to know this horrific yeah. information but my point is is what happened with my daughter, what I discovered, what happened with my daughter and her life lost is not so random. This can happen and does happen. There, to me, there's 440,000 plus little Emilys that are dying every year. These are that people's is- loved ones. These are people's children. These are, 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 and these are just the events that you hear about. That are documented. Yeah, yeah. it's probably much well, greater. Oh, and I'm so sure. It is, I'm it sh- is happening out there, and and that's what Joni and I, uh, which I have to mention, Joni is is his. Uh, I I've, I've become more 
engaged in, in Joni's advocacy efforts in, in uh, the area of, of cancer where her expertise mm-hmm. lies. Uh-huh. And uh, Joni has, has become more involved in, in preventable medical errors. In fact, I'm very proud to say Joni actually accepted my invitation for her to actually be a, a part of the, the board of directors uh, for oh, the Emily Foundation. So oh, she's playing a pivotal role. January, you can tell we're not passionate about this topic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, you both are very inspiring, and uh, I I feel it's been an honor to be able to share you with our listeners. Keep me posted, and uh, as soon as this next book comes out, you both will must come back and be with us again, please. Oh, I'd be honored. Thank you, January. It's so a, it's an honor for us, and thank you for having us. Uh, you need to come on Advocacy Hills U because you're quite the advocate yourself. Yes, you are. And uh, we'll talk about you know some of your life experiences. So we'll make oh, that I'd, happen. I'd like to do that. Uh, that would be wonderful. To my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today as much as I've enjoyed presenting it. My upcoming guests are all exciting, eclectic, and energizing, just like Chris and Joni. I'd love to welcome you to our No Whining World. When you can, sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. You know, we love sharing our stories and our struggles, and especially our secrets for success and our secrets for advocacy. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it, which is exactly with both Joni and Chris have done. So for now, my dear friends, stop with the whining, start smiling, and then you can share our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, you can start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Again, thank you to my guests today, Joni Aldrich and Chris Jerry. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe as we close with music by Serrantos. This is Sorantos, and you're listening to January Jones. I hope you enjoyed January Jones' latest episode. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. 
All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.